The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open podcast. On today's show, we'll discuss Jey Uso turning his back on the bloodline. What does this mean for the future of the Usos? Plus, Bianca delivers a great promo over Charlotte Flair. Where has this Bianca been? And AEW Collision debuts tonight. What are we looking forward to the most? You won't want to miss it. And we saw the crumbling, the downfall, the destruction of the bloodline. Mark, this was absolutely kind of bonkers. And let's talk about what went down because there was a whole lot. So throughout the entire night, we kind of saw this entire thing kind of weave in and weave out. They promoted it as, hey, is Jey Uso going to fall in line? Is he going to side with his brother, Jimmy? Is he going to stick with him? Are the Usos going to remain alive? Or is he going to be bewitched over and side with Roman Reigns? And throughout the entire night, we just really didn't know what was going to happen. We basically knew, because we saw several backstage segments, that if Jey Uso went with Roman Reigns. He kept telling Paul Heyman, if I'm in, you're out. We also kind of got this very quick backstage segment between Jey Uso and Sami Zayn, where there was just kind of a nod exchange, nothing more, nothing less. And then finally, when we get into the ring is when everything just culminates. We end up seeing Roman Reigns straight up ask Jey Uso, are you in or are you out? And Jey, kind of wants him to make this decision between him or Paul Heyman. And Roman Reigns starts basically saying, Paul Heyman is my wise man. When you become tribal chief, you can select your own wise man. And so then this leads into Roman basically telling him that they have been grooming Jay for three years now, that they put all of this hard work and equity into him. And then afterwards, we get Jimmy coming out. So Jimmy comes out and he tells them, I'm not the problem. The problem is Roman Reigns. And he tells them, how can you believe Roman over me? Are you going to believe the garbage that Roman is giving you over me? And then we get Roman kind of successfully 
turning Jay against Jimmy here. And he tells them that Jimmy did not believe in him. Jimmy did not believe in Jay Uso as the right hand man or any of this. And Jay asked Jimmy, is this true? And this then goes into Jay Uso going on this massive rant to Jimmy, yelling at him, telling him all of these things. And then he finally looks at him and he says, guess what? You're out. And then there's this pause that kind of feels longer than probably what it was. And then he says, and I'm out too. A massive swerve, uh, super kicks Roman Reigns. They both super kick uh, Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns again. And it's literally just this like massive, uh, oh my God, everybody's on the ground. The Usos are celebrating. They're hugging the it crowd. out. Did you hear the, the crowd? crowd? It was like a conductor leading yes. the crowd to a crescendo of unbelievable applause. And I'm that's that was masterfully done. I mean, it was it was absolutely incredible. Uh, you got all of the emotion. You you got the frustration in 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 Jay. Like, why would you be doing that to your brother? You got the anger and the hatred of Roman talking to them like underlings. You're beneath me. You got the sadness of a brother telling another brother that you're out, and then came the joy and the happiness when the brothers say, you know what? Blood is thicker than water. And then they go at the Roman and Sokoa. And the, the, the crowd left happy. And, and, and you always say, leave them wanting more. I think that even with the payoff, of them being together as brothers against the family, they left everybody happy. They left them wanting more. There's a lot more to be told. And everybody's going to tune in to see what happens with Roman Reign and Sokoa on next Saturday or next Friday. And here's the thing, Mark, and this is the one thing that like really got me here is that there's been a lot of exciting moments with the bloodline. And there's been so many moments where I felt, oh, my God, this one can't be top. I don't know if they can top this moment. I don't know if they can come up with anything else that's going to top this moment. Right. And I didn't necessarily think like when they were promoting this the entire night and when everything was playing out. I didn't think that I would have the reaction that I had watching this. I didn't think that they were going to get me again. But Jay, he really, truly sold it when he was talking and yelling at his brother. I legitimately thought, oh, my God, he's going to side with Roman Reigns. And keep in mind that you and I, we've been breaking the story down now for weeks and we've been talking about the possibility or rather the the, you know, the end game being the Usos versus Roman and so. Sokoa and even going in already expecting something along those lines they still fooled me into thinking 
hey, man, Jey Uso is going to leave his brother inside with Roman Reigns. But that's the point. The, you, you have storytelling works in pro wrestling. That's it's found, the foundation of pro wrestling is storytelling. And Jim Ross said it best. Pro wrestling is the mirror of the Bible. Good versus evil. All the stories of the brother selling out the other brother into, into slavery. There's every story's been told. If you can retell some of the stories in the Bible and wrestling, you won. Last night, we got a story of a brother being sold out. But they pulled it back and said, nah, not tonight. And all of that was not to put trouble on the brother, but to, con to trick the cousin into thinking, yeah, I'm going to join you and forsake my brother. And then they pulled it back and turned it around. And that's, that's the thing. I love the swerves in pro wrestling. It's, it's very ironic that uh, today is the 10-year anniversary uh, of my retirement because I thought that was one of the better swerves that I've seen in a couple of years. And they should be very, very happy with their work. They should be, the, the WWE should be happy at the fact that they got the success and they got the, the point across that they were trying to make. Like, everybody won. But you know who won the most? The fans. The fans. Because we got to watch it. And here we are. You, you broke down exactly what happened in the entire segment. For all of those people that did not get to see the show last night, you're welcome. Because you did a great job of explaining what happened. Um. But the the thing that was that was the most emotional was when Ariel played the sound, and he said, "You're out." And did you you didn't? It wasn't just the fact that you heard the crowd, but you felt the crowd when they kicked Roman, and I got excited all over again. And it's not the energy drink. I know you're thinking, oh, shit, Mark, drink another energy drink. It's not the energy drink. It's just making my skin tingle and my lips numb. I'm talking about the emotion of hearing what happened and seeing those brothers go to arms and hug. I mean, like, the emotion of it is where it's at. And, man, it, it, it's just... It's a good time for pro wrestling. This is, this is one of the greatest times in pro wrestling history, and we're living it out every damn week. And also, one of the things that I want to bring out about this, because there are so many, there's so many 
everybody here has played their part, right? You mentioned, we mentioned Roman Reigns, Jimmy, Jay, Paul Heyman, but I also want to bring up Solo Sokoa because yesterday, like I said, we got all of these different segments and one of them included Solo Sokoa. Now, Sola has been talking a little bit more now, right? But still, they've been keeping it pretty rare. And last night, I think we heard the most from Solo Sokoa like ever. He got two whole lines yeah. and he's talking kind of differently than he normally does. Usually he's more so whenever he says something again, it's very, very minimal. But this time he not only was the quiet muscle guy in the back, right? The mysterious looking one. This time he's, you know, kind of talking a little bit similar to Paul Heyman because he's telling Roman Reigns, do you need me to handle this my tribal chief and then he says whatever you need my tribal chief and this was just more along the lines of like Paul Heyman verbiage and so it's got me thinking and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this but it's got me thinking Swear. do you truly believe that Solo Sikoa is Un, is, is, I don't want to I don't know if brainwash is the right he word is brainwash you you said it right yeah you like is it right it, but, but He's do you think that, here's the thing, though. Do you think that maybe this is all a facade? Do you think that he may be tricking Roman Reigns? Because that's my prediction. I think Solo Sokoa is secretly looking to, like, take down Roman Reigns. You know what? I mean, there's always that option. But Solo is, he drank the Kool-Aid, as we say, where I'm from in East Texas. Oh, he drank the Kool-Aid. He believed everything. <laughs> and it's going to take a really serious moment where, I mean, like where the, the, the moment where Darth Vader is watching the Emperor kill Luke. And he's like looking at the Emperor, looking at his son, looking at the Emperor, looking at the sun. It's not that point yet. They haven't got there in the story where Solo is going to have to make a decision. But Solo has got to be Darth Vader. He's got to stand there with the intimidation and all the power in the world to make the difference. He's got to be, he's the linchpin. He's the elbow. He's the point between the hand and the body. Solo is the is a very key factor in the whole story because without the ultimate defense, Roman can't just say whatever he wants to say. What, Paul Heyman going to protect him? No. Roman Reigns lashed out at Paul Heyman last night for one of the first times. That's your job. You go do it. He talked to him really bad. You haven't seen that. And Solo, with the, the things that he said, Solo is also trying to uh, reassure Roman Reigns, I'm here for you. So, like, all the roles that are being played and portrayed out are just what we need to stay invested. And Solo didn't, not one time did he stand there and go, you know what? 
y'all are right. He never sold it. He was he was a stoic, and he went from a stoic to angry. He didn't go, brothers, what have you done? He didn't do that. <laughs> you understand? He, he didn't stand there and go, oh, my God. Confused. He went after Jimmy's throat with the spike when Roman was kicked. No hesitation. And then he got his. Bang, a double kick to the face. And then they waited on Roman. Roman staggered his way up. And he's pointing at them. He's still angry. Roman is still spitting piss and vinegar. There was nothing sweet about what he was saying when he was getting up off the ground. And then they double they double kicked him in the face and laid him out. Paul Heyman got out of there like a scalded dog. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. This is what went down on SmackDown last night. Bianca Belair had gone about trying to get her rematch against Asuka, and she went through all the proper channels, but last week when Charlotte Flair retained, she kind of cut in line and ended up getting her match, and in two weeks, we're going to be seeing Asuka versus Charlotte Flair for the title. During the Grayson Waller effect, he had Charlotte Flair as the special guest for that segment. And before she can even get any conversation in, Bianca Belair came in and she was definitely upset about Charlotte cutting in line in front of her. And she wants to take things into her own hands now so that she can get that rematch. Now, we ended up getting this back and forth between Charlotte and Bianca Belair. You heard it. Charlotte asked her, is she a champion with or without the belt? And just like she is. And then Bianca gets back at her, comes back at her by telling her that she is the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. And she didn't have to do it 14 times the way that Charlotte did. So to put some respect on her name. Mark, is this the promo we have been waiting for from Bianca Belair? Is this the version of Bianca we have been waiting for on the main roster? This is what we were talking about the last couple of weeks. This is exactly 100% what we were talking about the last couple of weeks. Bianca needed to show without a, I can't use that terminology because it's not unbecoming. She needed to show out. She needed to let them know that, you know what? I'm not just as good at two shoes. They, they, they allowed her to threaten, oh, maybe I need to take it into my own hands. That's what y'all doing. For lack of a better term, she got real. And there are people out there that's criticizing the fact that Bianca is being argumentative. Hey, listen, guys, pro wrestling is about being argumentative. It's about eliciting an emotion that you want the people to feel. Bianca is well-spoken, educated, a college graduate, a wife, a daughter. Everything that is supposed to be good and beautiful about a woman, she is. But her job just happens to be she is a pro wrestler. She's supposed to mix it up. She's supposed to punch people in the face. 
Bianca showed out. She's supposed to be aggressive. At NXT, the EST was the most aggressive thing in women's wrestling. When she came to the main roster, she became sweet. She became like one of those Disney princesses with talent, and she won. She was emotional. I remember seeing her stand across from Charlotte, uh, uh, from um, Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks at that time, crying about the moment. I got goosebumps because she was emotional. That's what this business does to us, especially me. I'm overly emotional and I'm hopped up on energy drink. But I'm telling you what we got last night, guys, was poetry. Not many people can go tit for tat with Charlotte Flair. She said, I was great, and it didn't take me 16 times because I did it consecutively, what you've done. Man, incredible. The, 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 I will take it into my own hands, and nobody is going to go around me, step around. Listen. You can say that she was, she was being, she was in the streets with her lingo. I prefer her to be in her in the streets with her lingo, because that's the way that we talk in the locker room. That's the way we talk with our friends at home. What's the difference? She's exposing exposing all of you to the culture that she grew up in. The world of entertainment loves black culture. Music, art, theater, storytelling. Let Bianca be Bianca. And I can't wait. I was so excited seeing her in Charlotte because it just made me go, you mean to tell me that I'm going to get Bianca in Charlotte again? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go twice on Sunday. I'll take it. I'll take it, Denise. So here's here's really quickly because I, you know, from everything that I saw, I saw people really being like, uh, you know, supportive of it. You know, really excited about seeing the Bianca Belair essentially, uh, you know, get her moment against Charlotte Flair because, like you said. Not everybody can go toe-to-toe with Charlotte Flair on the promo on the mic, right? Because even when Charlotte hit the when Charlotte hit her with that line about I'm a champion with or without the title, are you a champion with with or without the title? I wasn't necessarily so sure that Bianca Belair was going to be able to, you know, have a good enough comeback to feel like, you know, she wasn't just squashed in there. And she did. And that to me was very exciting to see, but I didn't know that there was this like, uh, you know, people feeling differently about it. And so that's what I'm, you know, hearing you talk about this, it's like, yeah, like, I don't know why people are, or if any people out there are upset about it, 
There's nothing to be upset about it, in my opinion, because Bianca Belair looked really, really good in there. And I want to see more of this version of Bianca. She was comfortable and she was being in line with who she really is. Just so y'all know, I'm going to let you in behind the curtain a little bit. Bianca's a bad girl. I would not want to fight her. I mean, physically, let me tell you, the reason that I acknowledged her and noticed her was because of her strength. And everybody's not strong like, and she's also tough. She's got a little jazz in her. She's Mm -hmm. got a little Medusa in her. And that kind of toughness, like, hey, I'll fight you. If that's what you want to do, I don't want to fight you. But if you want me to fight you, I'll punch you in the face. She got that shit in her. (laughs) And I don't know if nobody knows it or not, but you don't want that smoke. Her husband will tell you, hey, she right. That's what he say all the time. She right. (laughs) Montez, I I told you a story. I said, I used your gimmick. She right. (laughs) He ain't arguing with her. You can't win. Oh my God. You know, now I'm curious to see, cause you know, we it's been such a long time where we've been seeing, like you said, the sweet princess type Bianca Belair. I was tired but of I'm it. I'm so used I'm, to it. Were, were you tired of it? Yes, I was. I was very tired of it. And not like in a bad way, just more so in a way where I know that there was more that could more. be more. You done knew there was more. Yeah, there, I knew there was more there had, you know, I've interviewed Bianca Belair numerous times. I've seen her personality. I know, I know what more you know she can she deliver is. in terms of like, okay, because here was the issue. Like they had her going out there every week on Raw and, you know, saying the exact same thing over and over Smiling. again. And it's cool the first couple of times to hear what she had to say, but they didn't give her anything more than that. And you needed more than that for her, especially as a babyface champion, to really, really connect with that crowd. And she wasn't getting the opportunity to do that. And so now, now I feel like they can turn her, you know, she can, uh, it looks like she's going to be a heel, but she can be that heel that you also want to root for because she could be that the badass type of heel, right? Like that's the vibe that I got from her last night. And that's what I want to see. And so, yes, it backlash in Puerto Rico to me was the biggest, biggest signal that something different needed to be done with Bianca because the way that that crowd turned on her was a really, really telling. Yeah. And, and you know what? It, EO deserves all the love that she gets, but she should not have been in a situation against the champion somebody like bianca and got that reaction question though so do you do you have charlotte beat oscar for the title in two weeks yes. how, how do we how do we get there to to charlotte bianca so is that it for oscar i think that both of them bianca needs to be the number one contender while charlotte beats oscar <gasps> and leads them two to go and 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 be in SummerSlam. But I think people also want to see uh, Asuka actually have a, a real reign as champion. And a lot of people, the one of the matches that I see a lot of people bring up is Asuka versus Io. 
you know, I know people want to <laughs> see it. But like I said, EO is going to be in that next top 10 that nobody's going to expect her to beat Charlotte Flair. Have a great match with her? Yes. Beat her? No. She's the elite. She sells tickets. You see, she didn't she don't she don't stand in the line. She is the line. That was one of the best lines I've heard in a long time because it expressed her true emotional feeling about her versus everybody else. The people stand in the line to pay to see her. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Mark, you know, heading into AEW collision, uh, where are you at right now in terms of, you know, just interest, excitement, things you're looking forward to, all of that? I'm, I'm so excited. Um, it's no secret that I, I have skin in the game. CM Punk is a good friend of mine. I love him. Um, you know, he's, we had some of, some of my greatest matches was against him. Um, he is an icon in pro wrestling and elicits feelings and not just makes you excited about seeing physicality. Unbelievable talent. Um, generational talent. Multiple decades as a guy that drew money and puts asses in seats. Uh, I'm excited about his return. But I'm also excited about new programming. Anytime that you have a new show, the show has has to have an identity. ROH has its own identity. Rampage is so much different than Dynamite. And then the, the Forbidden Door matches. <sighs> different. It's just different. What will the identity be like for this show? I don't know because I haven't seen it yet. And the anticipation of knowing what is this show going to be? Is this going to be my new favorite show on AEW programming? I don't know. It's going to be hard to top Dynamite. Man, it's going to be hard to top Dynamite. But look, you got CM Punk, Samoa Joe. You got Pac. You got Will Hobbs. They, I saw a, a collage of the people that's going to be on that show and was like, whoa, that's a hell of a roster. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be a fixed roster for any of AEW programming. But there's people that we haven't seen in a while. All the people that's been gone, they're coming back. Thunder Rosa, Andrade. Like, who else? 
you know Tony is the master of surprises. There's got to be somebody that's going to show up that we're going to be like, holy shit. Did you, hey, this person showed up. That person, like, it's coming. And I'm excited as hell. I hope so, because I like things like that. I like surprises. I'm curious to see, like you said, the identity of the show. Am I going to like it more than Dynamite? Because that's really, really tough considering how good of episodes we've had of Dynamite. You I don't know. Try. We know. We'll find out. But let's talk a little bit of, you know, what's been announced for the show and stuff like that. So uh, let's talk okay. about the broadcast team. Uh, Kevin Kelly is going to be doing play-by-play. Caller commentary is going to be Nigel McGinnis. And then, of course, Jim Ross will be on there as an expert analysis, uh, which you think of the commentary team i think it's great uh i i, I love kevin um nigel is uh, uh has a windfall of knowledge and understanding uh also uh being english uh is going to pay dividends down the road when we get to london uh i mean like so there's multiple things that uh are coming to play jim ross is jim ross the greatest of all time. And you can call him the, 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 the goat, the boat, like whatever it is, like Jim Ross is it when it comes to um, giving an analysis of what you're seeing. Gordon Soley used to, was that guy before Jim Ross and Jim Ross fell right into being uh, Gordon Soley solely but better and that is crazy that um, in my lifetime I was able to see uh, the transference of power from one announcer to another and and Jim Ross has put in a lot of time and sometimes he gets tired but still at his most tired he's better than most and I also want to talk about some of the people that are set to make their returns. Let's start off with Miro. We haven't seen Miro in a while. And wow. we don't really, uh, you know, we still don't even know who his opponent is going to be. We just know that he's in action. Uh, for you, you know, what are, what are your expectations of Miro? What do you hope we see with Miro? Stuff like that. Miro is a wild card. Like, you don't always have to know what Miro is going to do, what his role is going to be. He's just that damn good and interesting. I remember when I first came to AEW and Miro kind of went from being the lovable video game aficionado to God's favorite wrestler. And I don't think for one second that he can't come back and be that same guy. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, and I can't wait to see what Miro is going to bring. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm um, sorry. Uh, we kind of lost you there for a second, but uh, I was made sure to caught the end of that there. So, you know, uh, when it comes to Miro, I feel like he is somebody that I think a lot of people had uh, expectations for in terms of, hey, like, what 
he transformed himself so much physically speaking too. And when he came in, you know, to AEW, I think he came in with a lot of hype, with a lot of buzz. And him, when he held the TNT championship, it was nice to see him, you know, be the champ. But even then we didn't get like a full run. It was kind of cut a little bit short. So I feel like I still want to see what Miro can offer uh, when it comes to, you know, being on a higher, on a higher spot on the roster. So I think a lot of people, people are uh, still expecting to see that. Now, another person that's coming back, and that is Andrade. So Andrade is also coming back. And that's somebody that, you know, we've seen Andrade. have. Some, uh, so, you know, he's going to be back, uh, you know, his, his official return. And so with that being said, uh, I think he's somebody that I also think same thing. We still haven't seen his full, you know, potential uh, really be unleashed on AEW. And I guess you can say this is going to be like the land of, you know, the, the misfits, the people that haven't had the opportunity to really get showcased on Dynamite, for example. And now here's the the opportunity to do so. But any thoughts on Andrade? Uh, unbelievable talent. Brilliant psychologist. He He's... Man, that dude is, this is his third generation. His grandfather was a wrestler. His father was a wrestler. He's a wrestler. His kids are going to be wrestlers. Like, his kids' kids are going to be wrestlers. He's married into a family of one of the most iconic wrestlers of all time, if not the most iconic. He, his wife, he's married to... The arguably the greatest female wrestler, the genetics and the the implications of who they are as a family says that Andrade is wrestling. The dude is wrestling. His brothers, cousins are wrestlers. <laughs> so why wouldn't you not be excited about having that man? And I say man because he is a man. He Listen, men fight, men get into it, and we try to handle it with our fists rather than our wits, and sometimes we got to pay the price for it. I feel like he served this time. He's paid his price. Now it's time to come back and represent his family. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.